You are listening to SALT's Teaching Social Justice podcast. Hello, I'm Kristen Barnes, a professor at Syracuse University, and I'm delighted to be able to talk to Professor Mary Zito, uh, who was also at Syracuse University, about uh, some of her experiences uh, teaching social justice issues in the classroom. So I'm going to start with asking Mary, uh, first of all, welcome, and I'll start with asking her, what, what courses do you teach at Syracuse? Well, first of all, it's a delight to talk with you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. Um, so I teach contracts. I teach business associations. I also teach a seminar, Asian Americans and the Law. And in the past, I've also taught property. That's a great array of courses. There are plenty to talk about there. Uh, but why do you teach law? Well, first of all, I love teaching. Um, ever since I was very small, I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to write. So I think it's something that's inside me. And then when I was older, um, the idea of becoming a lawyer uh, came up. And it really wasn't until I had already graduated from college and I was actually in graduate school. I was in seminary. And then uh, my older brother suggested I go to law school. And so I started to think about that law would be a career that I could combine my uh, different passions for community work and also for international work and hopefully make an impact. And so that's how I combined uh, the idea of, um, you know, my previous interests and going to law school. After, uh, when I was in law school, though, I didn't consider teaching law as a profession uh, so it wasn't until I started practicing law that I discovered that the favorite part of my practicing law was teaching seminars. I was actually an in-house counsel at Citibank, and I was teaching seminars to loan officers about, of all subjects, the Uniform Commercial Code. And that was actually the favorite part of my job was teaching my clients the law. And so thankfully, I had some friends who uh, introduced to me, encouraged me to go into law teaching and so that's why I ended up teaching law. Hmm. And that's an interesting transition. Um, what motivates you to include social justice in your teaching? Well, I'm passionate about social justice. And um, a lot of my research focuses on social justice. And the more and more I learn about social justice and research and write about it, the more I realize that this is something that I have to present in the classroom, that this is something I can't hide from my students, uh, the, um, the framework of social justice. So this is something that I'm passionate about. And I believe our students, um, once they're exposed, they, some of them already are exposed to these issues before they come to law school, but even the students who aren't exposed to social justice before law school, I think once they begin to understand what's at stake, then I think um, the students are very receptive and it really brings the, the classroom to another dimension. And I like how you frame that, uh, what, what's at stake. And I think that's a perfect setup to uh, share perhaps an example or two of how you incorporate social justice in your teaching. 
Yes. So social justice um, is about access. It's about equity. It's about um, understanding privileges and opportunities, how they play out. And so I think the first thing, no matter what subject I'm teaching, is social justice has to begin with uh, the classroom environment that I facilitate. Uh, when students come to class, is it a welcoming environment? And um, what I do on the first day of class is I try to explain that, that our, my goal as a, as a professor is to both inspire and challenge. So we, you know, it's going to be a rigorous time in the classroom, but I'm there to inspire them to, for every single person in the classroom to do their best. And so from day one, I tell my story, I tell my background, and I encourage them. I want to bring their stories, their backgrounds into the classroom and ultimately into the practice that they choose. So for instance, the first day of class, I tell them that, you know, I didn't come from a family of lawyers. Um, I come from a Chinese immigrant family. Um, I didn't know very much about the legal profession until much later in life. Um, and so I was a first-generation attorney in my family. And um, so I bring that sensitivity to the classroom, hopefully to other students who are in that same position. And I want them to be, feel free, even if their family, uh, they don't have three generations of lawyers. I want everyone in the classroom to feel like they can participate fully. And so I try to present that the first day of class, no matter if I'm teaching contracts or I'm teaching business associations or I'm teaching my seminar on Asian Americans in the law, that everyone is an equal participant, no matter what their background is, socioeconomic status or family background that, you know, because I was very intimidated when I went to law school, not coming from a family of lawyers or knowing lawyers. Um, I want everyone from day one to feel they have access that, that the classroom is a place where they can equally participate and that everyone's story matters because ultimately every client is going to matter. And, and we know that typically the, the legal profession caters to uh, wealthy clients, right? It caters to people who can afford um, to corporations, uh, to wealthy individuals who can afford attorneys. It's very hard for others to access the legal system. And so I, first of all, want to have a classroom where everyone feels they have access. So ultimately, all clients have access to the services that my students will provide in the future. So, okay, go ahead. No, I think that's a great way to make uh, connections with the students and to make them feel comfortable to set up that comfortable space for them. Uh, and to emphasize the importance of their experience. And also, I like the connection that you're making with practice. So recognizing that at some point they will go on and be out in the world practicing attorneys uh, and they can relate back to that moment in your classroom early on of sharing experience and the, import the importance of uh, personal stories. Yes. And so, so, that, so it's very important to set up the classroom. Um, and then, depending on what the subject matter is, whether it's contracts, business association, Asian Americans of the law, then that's the next step, is then how do I introduce the content of the class in a way that, that the students are aware of social justice issues in society? And um, 
it's easier in a class, for instance, like Asian Americans in the law. So I'll give an example from that class, and then I can go back and give an example from how I would do uh, present social justice issues in another class. But for instance, in um, Asian Americans in the Law seminar, one of the primary themes is that the history of Asian Americans, especially our legal history, has been suppressed in our country. And this is the story of many communities of color that our histories are not taught, our histories are not well known. And so, um, so that means that some of my students are going to come into the classroom with some knowledge of Asian American history, some won't. But what I want to do from day one in that seminar is, again, set up the classroom so that we hear the voices of Asian Americans. And so what I do is, and it's, it, it helps that it's a seminar, I first arrange the classroom so that it looks like a living room. And that we're coming to have a discussion. And I tell them, I want you to feel like we're in the living room of the home of an Asian American family. Because the family and food are the two most uh, prime concepts in Asian society. And I still believe in Asian American society. And so, for instance, we sit around as if we're in a living room. I tell them to bring friends to class. I tell them to bring relatives to class. So we're an extended family. We're having a discussion every week, and then we have food every week. So, yeah, so the seminar, I set the time, so it's at dinner time, but that is the theme and the focus of the Asian American community is family and food. So in order to hear our voices, we first have to have a climate, a setting, and then from there, they have to write papers, and then I tell them that I want them to choose a paper topic, obviously related to Asian Americans in law, that connects to their passion and their future job, but their dream job. So an example is, um, I, have a, I had a student who, wanted to be, who wants to become a federal judge. That's her dream job. And so she ended up writing her paper on, uh, why, has it, why has it been the case that we have had so few Asian American law clerks and then obviously even fewer um, federal judges, Asian American federal judges. So that's what she wrote her paper on, but that's her passion. She wants to be a federal judge. And so what I do with each student is I say, okay, what's, what's your passion? What's your dream job? And then that's your paper topic. So that's what I do with the Asian Americans in the Law Seminar. Wonderful. Uh, and how has this impacted the students and have they been receptive uh, to your approach? Well, my idea is that the class, whether it's that class or any other class, be transformative, right? Students, again, many of them knew from an early age they wanted to go to law school. This is their dream to be in law school. Some of them, you know, this is a good option for them. But what, however they came to law school, the important thing is that it's a transformative experience because we know that even though how, no matter how busy law school is, once you graduate from law school, life gets even more complex, more complicated. And so law school may be one of the last places before people embark on their careers where we can be reflective. And so that's why, for instance, with the seminar paper, I want it to be reflective. I want them to think about what's going to transform them in terms of their career. And ultimately, how can they be transformative in whatever area of law they want to go into? So, for instance, if, if it's about getting more representation among federal clerks, I believe, you know, this student wrote a paper that is transformative 
that's going to help her and her career, but also help others. And ultimately, you know, the, the issue about, you know, who gets to be a federal judge and who gets to be a federal clerk. Great. Uh, do you have any advice for other law teachers who might want to incorporate social justice issues into their teaching? Well, I think, first of all, look inside and say, what is my passion? Um, you know, what do I get excited about? And then start with that area and think, okay, um, what is it about that area where I see that there has been social injustice? And then what can I do that's going to present a new lens? Because again, social injustice is about disruption, right? Things can con continue a status quo, but we know that that leads to a lot of continued inequity. So for instance, um, when I teach uh, property law, we get to landlord-tenant law. And one thing I do, which I hope is helpful for the students, is I tell them to tell their stories. And everyone has a story, whether they've been a landlord or a tenant, of some unjust situation <laughs> of how they've been mistreated either as a landlord or as a tenant. And so again, getting back to other professors, start with something that, that, that really, that you, you see either from your own experience or from clients or from something that, that you are super concerned about that is unjust. And then tie it back to, okay, in the subjects I teach, when does that topic come up? And then when that topic comes up, how can I present the material in such a way so that the students get a new lens on that situation? Because un until we have new perspectives and new lens, then we're, we're just going to perpetuate the status quo. Wonderful. Uh, we already have so much to do as teachers. And so uh, perhaps some people out there listening to this, they're thinking this is going to be just one more thing to do, uh, trying to deal with social justice issues. Um, what do you have to say about why it's nonetheless important uh, to focus on this uh, work of uh, social justice issues and goals and kind of widening the frame of the classroom? Why should we do it nonetheless uh, in the face of all of these other activities we have? I think it comes down to whether or not there's a position of neutrality you know, can we be neutral? Can we say, oh, if I don't be intentional about social justice issues in the classroom, um, have I just left things um, as they are? Have I just left things in a, you know, still a positive position? Um, and I think the answer is unfortunately no. I think inaction is a type of action. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about that, of course, during the pandemic and with um, our Black Lives Matter protests. Um, so I think it comes down to, uh, of course, we can do nothing. But then is that doing nothing, is that contributing to furthering the injustices and furthering the inequities in our society? And if that's the case, then I think it behooves us to think about do I want to be uh, complicit? Uh, do I want to perpetuate 
uh, inequities in the classroom, outside the classroom. Um, and, and that is a position, you know, we, that we can take that position. Um, but I think we, we just need to look inside and ask ourselves, do I have a position in the classroom as a professor to uh, move the needle, so to speak? Um, and if I do, then how do I want to exercise that privilege? That I think um, is really inspiring and hopefully will motivate others uh, to um, make the effort to make their classroom uh, more inclusive uh, and to think seriously about, um, again, what the ways in which they can incorporate social justice uh, within those spaces. And I'll end with, uh, are there any other special experiences you bring to the classroom? Well, I'd like to share. Well, I think, um, you know, I worked in-house. I worked at a law firm, but also in-house uh, before I started teaching. And so I think that has been very helpful because a lot of our classroom work is about reading appellate cases. It's about, um, you know, it's about arguing cases before a court. And um, I think we, we realize that a lot of lawyers do transactional work. And so I think it's important to bring those experiences to the classroom. And um, what I tell my students is that, for instance, my business associations class, is I tell them that, you know, business clients, um, you know, they have a certain set of priorities. And they're, they're often thinking that, uh, you know, the legal department is, is in their way, um, that they're trying to get work done, they're trying to meet their quarterly goals, and the, the legal department gets in their way. And so we, we have to be very sensitive to, uh, to obviously what those business goals are, but we want to also show them that we're not getting in their way, that we can actually facilitate their transactions, their deal making in a way that's fair, in a way that's just. And so I, I bring that into the classroom. And also, um, you know, again, I tell them I'm, I'm a daughter of a Chinese immigrant family. And so I grew up, you know, with two cultures in a home. And so I tell them that, that we're learning a legal language in the classroom. And, but we also want to always maintain our fluency in plain English. And I find that even with my contract students, even in week three, I say, okay, can you explain uh, this situation, offer an acceptance to, to your, if you're talking about this to your grandmother, how would you explain it? And what happens is even a third, third week law student is already using legalese. And I say, no, 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 we have to be bilingual, bicultural. Yes, we're learning legalese. But we also need to talk to our grandmothers and then ultimately any client we have, whether it's a corporate client, whether it's an individual, whether it's someone whose native language is English or isn't English, we need to be able to speak the language of law, but also speak the language of our clients. Professor Zito, thanks so much for sharing your time. And uh, I'm quite sure that this will be beneficial to all uh, who listen to it. I learned a lot and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me.